that was a, that was a great clip, wasn't it? That was homemade. That's done by Encounter Media Team. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, did an awesome job on that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, tonight's lesson is called Fulfillment in Jesus. Amen. Now, we all can have a personal fulfillment in Jesus, but uh, there's a lot of other things in the Bible that was fulfilled by Jesus. Amen. We, we're going to uh, jump into that tonight. Um, on the book of Hebrews, uh, it is uh, most of the scholars believe that it was uh, written between the year 60 and 70 A.D. And uh, why is that important? Well, uh, or rather maybe uh, that it's pro proven in, uh, uh, by the fact that many of the things in the book of Hebrews, like uh, the temple, the priesthood, and uh, those type of things uh, were spoken of as being in the present tense. Now, if you've done any uh, study of church history, you'll know that in 70 A.D., the Romans came into Jerusalem and destroyed it. Amen. They, they laid it flat. Uh, the, the temple was completely destroyed, and every stone of the temple was pushed off the, uh, of, the, of the wall or the foundation of it. There was nothing left when the Romans got done with it. In fact, the Romans plowed salt into the, uh, the, the fields around uh, in Jerusalem so that nothing would grow. They went in there with the, with the, uh, the object or uh, with the intention of destroying Jerusalem, and they did, and they laid it flat. Amen. So uh, we know that it was written before that event. Now, if you, as you saw in the video, that it talked about that we don't know who the writer is. Now, a lot of people have uh, opinions. Some people think that Paul wrote it. Some people thought that maybe Barnabas wrote it or Apollos or even Clement. Uh, but we don't know. Amen. I personally think that it was Paul because of some of the internal uh, evidence, like some of the phrases that Paul had spoken in some of the other epistles. But the bottom line is we don't know. We don't know who took pen and paper and wrote the book of Hebrews. But we know this one thing. We know who the author was. Amen? This, this is an inspired book. We know that it is, it is the word of God. We know that God authored it. And the, uh, the Bible talked about how, uh, you know, that uh, the, the men of old were moved as they uh, were moved by the Holy Spirit to write, you know, uh, these prophecies, the, the word of God. So we don't know who the writer was, but we know who the author was. And this uh, book is another, has another uh, uh, strange thing about it that we don't know who it's being written to. Amen. We, we don't have an addressee. Amen. Some of the other books, you know, to the, to the Romans, to the Galatians, to the Ephesians. But not this book. It doesn't have an addressee. But it does have an audience because uh, when you read through it, uh, it has evidence that it was written to Christians, especially Jewish Christians, people that were familiar with the Old Testament ways, with, with the, the temple and the priesthood and the law. All these things are referred to. So we believe it was written to these Christians. Amen. So it has an audience, but we don't know exactly which congregation it was written to. This book has a purpose. And, and the main purpose was to encourage Christians to endure severe persecution. Amen. 
because uh, during that time, the Jewish Christians especially were, were really taking a lot of heat. They were being persecuted. They were being thrown into prison. They were losing their lives because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? They were enduring this uh, severe persecution, and it, it's designed to encourage these people. Don't let go, go of Christ just because you got some uh, trouble. Amen? Just because you're going through something. Don't turn around and don't turn your back on Christ. You know, our, our forefathers uh, endured a, a imprisonment and death. So how much more should we, in the free country of the United States, endure the little trials that we go through? And I say little, I don't say that lightly, uh, but everything we suffer in this life, in, in the current, uh, I guess, political climate that we live in, compared to some of the other countries on, on this earth, we don't have persecution, amen. We have troubles and trials of life, but we have not yet suffered persecution. I think that the church will someday uh, suffer persecution. We may see some of it. We may not. I don't know. I know that Jesus said, no man knows the day nor the hour. And I, I just want to say that uh, some people have it all figured out. God's, God's coming in a pre-tribulation rapture. Other people say God's coming in a, in a mid-tribulation rapture. And then other people say, well, it's a pre-wrath rapture. And other people say, well, it's a, it's a, a post-tribulation uh, rapture. You know what? Jesus said, no man knows the day or nor, the, nor the hour. I don't know which, which I, have, I have my personal preference, what I think it's going to be, but I don't know. And we might, as a church... Even some of us may suffer some persecution. If you follow politics and if you, if you followed it over the years, amen. I was born in the 60s, amen. And uh, things were pretty, uh, were, were pretty good. It was the start of the sexual revolution. It was people really started to stray from God. And, but, it, you know, it was okay back when I was a kid. But I've noticed over the years that evil men and seducers have grown worse and worse. Amen. Uh, the, 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 the professors and the teachers in the, in the education system have become more and more godless. Amen. And if these people were in control, if these people were in power, uh, believe me, we would suffer violence. We would suffer intense persecution. They would try to get rid of our Bible. They would try to get rid of our churches. They would try to make us scurry like roaches into the cracks and crevices because they hate us. Amen. Because of who we serve. Amen. Have you noticed that it's okay to be a Muslim? It's okay to be a Hindu. It's okay to be a pagan. Amen. But if you're a Christian, the, listen, they have a bead on you. They, 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 their target is, is, is upon you. Amen. When these people get into power, it will not be a fun time for the church that is, uh, you know, existent then. Amen. Like I said, it may be some of us. It may not be. I don't know. But I want to be prepared for that day. And the book of Hebrews has some great encouragement. Uh, that we can draw upon in, in times of persecution. We can draw upon this book just in the times of suffering, uh, the, the, the trials of life. Amen. We, we can, because, listen, when I first came into the church, I didn't have any kind of persecution, uh, you know, uh, of my life because I believed in Christ. 
But I did have troubles and trials. And there were times, you know, I would sit and think, you know, when I was out of the church, when I was uh, on my own, when I was without Christ, Brother Bob, uh, it seems like, and sometimes I had it better, you know. But when, as soon as I became a Christian, it seemed like all hell broke loose. Amen. The devil... Uh, the, the, the devil saw me as a threat and he began uh, to, to start shooting at me. Amen. The devil took every opportunity he could to take me out. Amen. The, weird stuff would happen after I, I got saved. You know, weird things would come, come my way. Just try to dissuade me, to d discourage me, to, to knock me out of the church. Amen. And I had, by, you know, I had to keep my uh, grip up on Jesus. Amen. There, there, were, there were many things that came against me. And, the, you know, it, it's the, uh, the temptation to say, you know, I had it better outside the church, man. Maybe I just said, or to quit this religious stuff and, and go back where I came from. And, and, but, uh, you know, sometimes I didn't remember. You know, I came out of a lot of crap. I came out of a lot of stuff. Amen. I came out of a lot of, a, a lot of troubles and trials. Amen. Uh, mostly self-inflicted, I got to admit. Amen. But... Uh, you know, the temptation is there. And the Jewish Christians of that day, they had that same temptation. You know, maybe I should go back to Judaism. And, you know, Jesus is all right and everything. He went and healed a bunch of people. But man, uh, my life got worse. Amen. Uh, since I started following this Jesus. But you know what? In the, in the big picture and in the long run. Amen. We have a hope and we have we have an inheritance. We have a, a, a prize waiting when we cross that finish line. Amen. It's better than anything we'll get out of this life with or without Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> when we cross that finish line, amen. When we go to the other side, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Everything that we've hoped for will be there. Amen. Pray. It will be worth it. Amen. Hang on to Jesus. Don't turn him loose. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, the main message of the book of Hebrews is Christ supersedes all. He is greater than everything. Matthew 28, uh, verse 18, uh, Jesus said this to his disciples. Amen. This was uh, spoken during the Great Commission. He said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority. Somebody said all. all. Amen. If you got all, how much is left? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Amen. He is all, he is all in all. Amen. Praise the Lord. He is the boss. He is in charge. Amen. He has been glorified and he has been handed all power uh, from the Father. Praise the Lord. Now, throughout the book of the, uh, Hebrews, we will see that Jesus Christ is better or superior the, the Bible, King James says better, but, uh, you know, if you dig down into that Greek word, uh, it means superior, far above angels or Moses or the law or the high priest or the priesthood. Higher and more uh, and better than the Sabbath day. In fact, Jesus is our Sabbath. Amen. We rest when we are in Christ. And uh, he's better than all of those sacrifices of animals. Amen. He is the ultimate sacrifice. He is the sacrifice once and for all. We don't need any other sacrifices. And, and you know, if you, you read a little bit uh, uh, in, uh, in the news about Israel and stuff, you know that th they are working feverishly to try to build 
or rebuild their temple. They want to rebuild their temple. Now, to me, the only excitement I get out of that is that it's fulfilled Bible prophecy. But I have no expectation of it benefiting me religiously or spiritually because I already have a sacrifice. There will be, uh, uh, you know, sacrificing animals again someday, uh, as it appears to, uh, to me from the, when I read the word of God, that the Jews will restart uh, uh, the sacrifices. Amen. That will just tell me that, uh, uh, that uh, Jesus is even closer than he's ever been. Amen. But it won't benefit me spiritually at all. It will just, you know, I already have, you know, I've already been washed in the blood of the lamb. I don't need any other washing. Amen. The blood of bulls and goats uh, is far less superior than the blood of the son of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and also uh, the old covenant. And we have a new and better covenant. The covenant uh, of grace is much better than the covenant of the law. Amen. Praise the Lord. So going, what the writer was trying to get through to these uh, Christians was going back to Judaism is not an option. Going back into the world is not an option. Amen. Going back to, to, the, to the pit that you were pulled out of is not an option. Amen. Praise the Lord. We, we, we've been blessed. We've been, uh, we've been saved from ourselves, saved from sin. Amen. Why would we want to leave uh, this great promise that we live in? Praise the Lord. So um, I don't want to go back to living by my own devices because you know what? I'm the one that got myself in that pit to begin with. Amen. I don't want to go back living under my control. Amen. I, I want Jesus to be not just my Savior. I want him to be my Lord. I want him to be the one that orders my steps. Amen. I want him to be the one that leads me through this life. I don't want to go back uh, to my self-direction. Amen. I, I was lousy at it. Amen. I was a pretty good sinner, but I was lousy at life direction. Amen. <laughs> so we have fulfillment in Jesus because Jesus fulfilled all things. There's 48 direct messianic scriptures and about 324 related scriptures. Jesus fulfilled them all. Now there's some uh, uh, Bible scriptures or uh, prophecies that Jesus has not fulfilled because it's dealing with the second coming. Amen. And he, believe me, he will fulfill every one of them too. Amen. But you know, concerning the first coming, he fulfilled every scripture concerning his first advent. Now I want to go ahead and go into uh, he, we're going to be uh, focusing, focusing upon uh, Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 4. And so Hebrews chapter 1, uh, verse 1, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version because uh, if you read it in the King James, uh, you know, there's some words in there. You know, I don't know what, I'm not exactly sure what sundry means. Amen. <laughs> but in the New King James, it's, it's, it's listen, uh, the New King James is based on the King James. They just update some of the words to, to be more uh, modern uh, in our vernacular because I did not grow up speaking uh, Old English or the King's English. Amen. I didn't grow up. I don't understand it as well as I do normal English. And I tell people uh, English is my second language because I grew up speaking hillbilly. And when I moved up here, I had to learn English. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
but I, I'm trying to, I'm trying my best at English, and so old old English is is hard to grasp uh, sometimes. But Hebrews chapter one verse one, the Bible says God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. So at various times means God had, uh, if you've read the Bible, there's several dispensations or different time periods and different ways that God dealt with man. Uh, you know, like the, in, the, in, in the garden, God dealt a little differently with uh, Adam and Eve as he did uh, Abraham or Noah or Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God dealt differently because there were different uh, different dispensations. Amen. So he spoke in, in in different times and he spoke in various ways. Now uh, let me ask a question: Can someone uh, name uh, one of the ways that God spoke to man in the Old Testament? Dreams. Amen. Excellent. Through the prophets. Amen. There's, there's more. Angels. Amen. How about something else? Theophanies. That's, that's God face to face in a human form. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, there's a couple more. How about uh, visions? Sometimes, you know, they would be awake, but they would see this vision. And I've heard people talk about having a vision and it's like a like a movie being projected onto the wall and they just watch this unfold uh, while they're still awake amen and then d god spoke through a donkey yeah burning bush that's uh, amen and god uh what was it uh, spoke to elijah in a small still voice that little voice you don't hear anything but it echoes in your in your soul and it, and it reverberates and it resonates in, in a way. If God's ever given you, spoke to you personally, maybe you didn't hear with your physical ears, but you felt it on the inside. You felt God's voice, amen, just speaking to your life. And, it, it, and when he does, it does something to you, amen. It's, it's not just like a passing thought. It's something that affects you, amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, these are uh, some of the many ways that God spoke in time past uh, to the fathers by the prophets. In 2 Peter verse 121, the, uh, the, I alluded to this a minute ago, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, meaning that God, uh, men didn't sit down and say, I'm going to write about what I think about God. They didn't, they didn't do that. The Bible says, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. So these sacred writings were not just man's idea about God. It was because the Holy Ghost moved upon these men to get a piece of paper and to get an, uh, a pen and start writing what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Now, verse 2 says, has in these last days spoken to us. Amen. Now, we talked about all the other ways that God spoke. Now, remember, Christ is the fulfillment. Christ is superior, right? Now, in these last days, has spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Amen. So the penultimate uh, expression of God 
and Bible prophecy came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He's the end all, the be all of, of God's prophetic voice. Amen. Everything that you need to know came through the lips of Jesus. Amen. And praise God for the men that sit down and wrote these things down so that we can read them over and over and over again today. But Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So Jesus created everything. Amen. God created through Christ. Amen. Let's jump down to verse three. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. How many knows that Jesus is 100% God and 100% human? He is both at the same time, 100% God, 100% man. That's why he can be a mediator between man and uh, between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, was it, 1 Corinthians 5, 19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, and he's given to us the word of reconciliation. We have, first of all, we have the word of reconciliation. We preach about this Christ that reconciles God and man. That is the gospel. The word of reconciliation is the gospel. It's what connects God and hopeless sinners. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the fulfillment of all these things. He purged our sins by himself. Amen. Nobody else could do it. Nobody else could do it. It took Jesus to set us free. Praise the Lord. Why would we want to walk away from something like that? Why would we want to walk away from the best deal ever given to anybody in the history of, of the world? Praise the Lord. John chapter 14, verse 7. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Wait a minute. The Bible says no man has seen God in any time, right? Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus looked at uh, Philip, and he said these words. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? He is the express image of God's person. He's ex everything you see in Jesus, it's a reflection uh, of God, the totality of God. Uh, what was it? Colossians, uh, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. Bodily. Amen. 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 So Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the triune God, uh, uh, all, all that God is. 
was represented in that man, Christ Jesus. Amen. He fulfilled everything. That's why we cling to him. Uh, like, like my brother, uh, <laughs> when we were kids, he was afraid of the water. And he would get on the edge of the pool. And we would try to pull him off into the pool, you know, because we were, we were brothers, you know. We, <laughs> brothers do that to each other. <laughs> but man, somehow he had a death grip on the side of that pool. We cannot pull him off the edge. And <laughs> that's the way we cling to Christ, amen, with that death grip, amen, because everything is on the line when we're clinging to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 4 says, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Psalm 8 and 5 says, For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 4 says, Having become so much better than the angels. Wait a minute. I thought Jesus is, is God. If Jesus is God, then he's automatically better than angels, right? What we're talking about is the incarnation. We're talking about that physical flesh and blood, human part of God. It had to be tested. It had to be tried. It was proven through the cross, through uh, Calvary. Amen. That, that flesh man was proven uh, to be faithful to God at, at, at Calvary. So he became, through the glorification of that, uh, of, of God in Christ through that glorification he became better than the angels and he obtained that inherited name he, he, uh, he received the fullness of it remember going back to Matthew 28 18 all power has been given unto me that came after Calvary that came after he, he was obedient as the Bible says unto death through his obedience, that man, amen, you know, in the spirit realm now, in this, the, the, the son part of God has always been God. But that flesh man had to go through the cross, amen, to be glorified and to sit at the right hand of the Father. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm winding down here. In, in your book, uh, there are four questions we want to cover tonight. And I want to also say, if you, if you still need a book, uh, uh, we have them. They're $10. If you buy them brand new uh, from Amazon, they're like $15. Uh, so if you need a book, uh, let me know. If you're saying, Brother Dave, I'd like to have one, but I am as broke as Job's turkey. Uh, then come and see me anyway, because I'll, hook, I'll get you hooked up. Amen. Uh, I'll make sure that you get a book. Joe, broke as Job's turkey. Uh, it came from came from um, uh, sou southern part of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> it came from way down south. Amen. <laughs> yeah, it came way down south. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, there are four questions. And uh, the first question says, how does the importance of enduring under trial connect with your current circumstances? Anybody want to... Elaborate on that. Uh, how does it affect your life? How does the importance of, of hanging on and enduring under trial affect your current situation? We all have some situations, amen? We all got stuff we're going through, amen? And it's, mine is different than yours, and yours is different from mine. But who would like to speak on that? 
Yes. Amen. It does. Amen. Putting your faith into action is a faith strengthener. Amen. We, we obtain faith by, you know, uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But putting that faith into action, it's like going to the gym and working out. Amen. So it, is, it does strengthen your faith. Anybody got uh, an example of something you're going through maybe that uh, this is important to you? And, uh, you know, just, just some examples I'll throw out, and just in case some, uh, somebody's shy to speak up, uh, maybe you're going through a physical sickness, and uh, God hasn't healed you yet, and you're starting to question, why, why God hasn't healed me yet? Or why God hasn't made this better yet? And, well, I can't answer that, because I'm not God, and I'm not going to try uh, to answer that, but it is in, it's imperative that we hold on and continue living for God and, you know, not to question his timing, but, uh, but, to, but to endure in these uh, trials we have. Pastor Willie? Oh, excellent. Amen. Amen. So, so you're walking by your faith. You know, that, that's, that's the only thing that's kept me is uh, just hang, hanging on. I heard an old uh, uh, preacher talk about, uh, you know, tying in, uh, tie a, a knot in the end of your rope and hang on. Amen. You know, if you've ever uh, seen people do the tug of wars with the big rope, they always had a knot at the end, you know, so they, they wrap around and, 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 and hold on to that thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we got to do the same way. We, you got to dig your heels in. Hold on. Amen. God will pull you through anything if, you'll, if you can take the pull. Amen. God will pull you through anything as long as you're willing to hang on. Praise. That's the power of faith. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> you do that too, huh? Oh, I do that. Right? I, I don't. I can't tell you how many times I prayed under my breath. Oh God. Yeah. You know, as I said before, ninety-nine uh, percent uh, of our problems are people problems, and ninety-nine percent of those are family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, in, in the heat of the battle and in, in the heat uh, of that trial of 
persecution that in the heat of that uh, that moment sometimes you got to just pray under your breath and just hang on and say god help me through this and god i don't I, yeah remember you know you got a you got a testimony to protect amen you, 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 we are ambassadors of Christ. Yes. The world cannot see Jesus, but they can see a reflection of him in us, you know, as long as we're submitted unto him. And I, I want to protect my testimony. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll move on to the, the second uh, question. This is how does your faith in Jesus provide practical encouragement and assistant, assistance in the difficulties you face? So how, how does your faith in Jesus provide practical encouragement, amen, and assistance in the difficulties you, f you face. Anybody want to say what? Believe in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, believe in him. And uh, I'll throw in one, uh, what we're doing tonight, we're studying the word of God, studying his word, amen. We know there's, what, uh, three types of the word of God. We've got the rhema, spoken word, and we got uh, the Bible, the written word, and then we have Jesus, the Logos word. Jesus is the word made flesh, uh, according to John uh, 1.14. Amen. He's the Logos of God. Or put it another way, uh, McDonald's has a logo, has those golden arches. And Wendy's has uh, a logo. It has the little girl, redheaded girl with pigtails. Amen. That's the logo. What's the logo of God? You can't see God. Jesus is the logo or the logos of God. And it's all based on the Holy Bible. And he was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we, we received his glory, the glory as uh, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, as the Bible says. So, so uh, our faith uh, in action, our faith uh, studying, our faith in, anybody want to say prayer? Your prayer life. I mean, you need, we, need, we need to touch base with God every day. Amen. If I went for days at a time without speaking to my wife, she might think something's wrong. And she might even get miffed at me, or you know. Amen. If I just refuse to talk to her, well, what about Jesus? We need to talk to him every day. Amen. We need to touch base. Amen. We need to, uh, you know, telephone heaven. Amen. We need to send him an email. Not an email, but an email every once in a while. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's go on to number three. Uh, on a scale of one to five, this, this is going to take a little transparency here. On a scale of one to five, how would you describe your faith? And why would you describe it uh, that way? Victor, what, what levels, on one to five, what levels your faith? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Amen. Transparency. Amen. Uh, you know, I wish I could stand here before you and say, I'm a five. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and we get the, the mean average uh, of the highs and the lows. Uh, you know, I, I, I probably, I, I, I might be stretching it. I might be a little evangelistic. Not evangelistic, but evangelistic by saying a three. Amen. Because uh, we all have those ups and downs. 
We have those days we feel like we could go bear hunting with a slingshot. And we have other days, you know, we don't want to go outside because the world is falling on us and falling, you know, in around us and, and everything is going wrong. Amen. And we feel, feel like we're the worst sinner and, you know, we feel like we failed God. Oh, there is. <laughs> You know, sometimes God, God lets those arrows come at us to keep us praying. Amen. Uh, Brother Bob. Amen. Praise the Lord. And this is the reason I'm here today. Because of God's faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Amen. He has never left <laughs> me or forsook me, whether I was in the sky soaring like an eagle or I was walking in the valley of the shadow of death. God will be glory to the Lord. Amen. Before uh, Brother Ernie had a point, but I want to ask you, have you ever had a bad day and you felt like you weren't saved anymore? You felt like the devil sitting there on that one shoulder going, man, you, 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 you've blown it all. You've just lost your salvation. You're, you're no longer saved. Have you felt like that? Amen. I'm sure we all have at one point. That's the devil's job to make us feel that way. Amen. Uh, Brother Ernie. <laughs> yeah. Amen. We're going to have spiritual battles every day. And this is our GPS. And people don't think it's important to read the Bible every day. I've got news for you. <laughs> it is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Read the word and put your bond on. Amen. Pastor Willie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Anybody want to else want to elaborate on uh, your level of faith? <laughs> Sister Jalis, scale of one to five, where's your faith? Amen. Amen. Stay there. Amen. 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 You know, looking at the big picture uh, is always helpful. L looking at the, at the end game and knowing that God has this. Amen. Amen. 
we can get lost in the wind and the waves. We can get lost in the heat of battle. Amen. We trust in God that everything's going to be all right. Because after you've lived a few years, you know, you, you realize that the next thing that's coming around the corner, it came to pass. It came and it's going to pass. Amen. You'll move on to something else. Amen. This little trial you're in right now, it's going to, it's going to go by eventually. Amen. And praise the Lord. Uh, and then the fourth question says, as we study God's word, our goal is to be transformed by it. Amen. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it takes your mind to study the word of God. Amen. As you think about the truths you will be studying in this course, which one seems most important for your spiritual growth right now? Amen. What, 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 what uh, in the word of God do you think is going to help you? Amen. Is it, is it uh, you know, uh, just a... Uh, amen. Mercy. Amen. Anybody know the difference between grace and mercy? Grace is when God gives us something we don't deserve, that we didn't earn, but he gives it to us anyway. Amen. Mercy is when God uh, withholds something that we deserve, as in wrath. When God withholds his wrath, even though we deserved it. Amen. That's his mercy. And how many of us uh, deserved anything? Amen. How many, uh, how many of us deserve death? All of us, because we're broken, we're polluted. Amen. We're not the ideal image that God had in mind. We were polluted in the Garden of Eden long ago. And the whole point of Christ's coming is to unpollute us, is to fix us. Amen. And, you know, there's a part of us that gets fixed instantly when we get saved. Amen. That's also on a spiritual level. And, and, and your flesh will never be fixed. Your flesh will always rise up. Your flesh will always try to trip you up and go its own way. But our soul is being developed day by day. It's, it's being perfected day by day. We'll never reach that point of perfection. But we can get better. We can do better. We can be better. Amen. Pastor Willie. Amen. Amen. So it was someone in a, in a going through a physical healing uh, type of trial she's believing in his healing power there's so many uh facets of god amen to it covers one of our situations amen amen anybody else want to uh say a word sister pat Right. Right. Amen. Amen. The Bible is one of the, uh, your most valuable resources. Amen. Amen. The, the, the Holy Spirit and, and the Word of God working hand in hand, amen, will, will fight every battle. It will get you through every situation. It will get you through every trial. Amen. All you got to do is put it into action. Praise the Lord. Amen. The, the Word of God is awesome. Anybody got, else have any, uh, any comments or anything? Amen. I, I, uh, I want to turn this over to Pastor Willie because he's batting clean up today. Amen. 
because uh, I've been in a couple of churches where we have had a lot of evangelists coming through, you know. Brother Dave deserves an awesome hand. Uh, this is a great way to start. Um, this was exciting. He, he came with, with videos and he got the crowd interactive. We've been working really hard and I set the bar high and I'm, I'm very confident that these guys are gonna meet it. And thank you to all the people online. I like sitting down there because I get to interact with the people who are uh, on social media and everything and we have some family. And I just wanna tell you, welcome. I saw family members, I saw uh, church family members, all sorts of things out there that we're reaching and impacting. This was a really good lesson, and I still plead the fifth. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is. Sometimes it gets really hard sometimes, doesn't it, in life? And no matter how, how, how much your faith is, sometimes it'll falter. So this was a wonderful lesson. Brother Dave, I don't have any cleanup to do. You did an excellent job, and I, I'm excited. Didn't he do an excellent job, guys? Uh, so... He said, set the bar up not high for, for these new tech, new fellows who are next on deck, but I'm very well, I listen to them in the teacher's meeting and Mark gets to listen in sometimes too. I'm excited about what they're bringing. Each one of them is talented and gifted in their own way, and we're so glad to have them. Uh, this is Misha's first time to Bible study. I hope she's not ashamed to be put on blast, but hey, everybody welcome her and give her. <laughs> What's... We're so glad, and for all of those of you watching online, we're getting ready to close. Um, no need for me to say anything else. Any other questions? Any other comments? This has been a great night, guys. This has been a wonderful night for me. I could just come in and actually get fed. Pastors like to be fed, too. Uh, and so it's good to be out here and being participating. I'm looking forward to next week. Thank you for all who did uh, Wednesday, Sunday. Sunday was amazing. Well, the whole weekend was amazing. From the cider mill um, all the way into to Sunday, um, the space jump didn't leave till nine o'clock, and so we got back in it. And uh, <laughs> no, no need to waste a good space jump. But we're so grateful for those things. And I slept on a very, very long time. Guys, please be praying for Dara as she's in the hospital. Sister Dorothy Messer, we're believing for healing for her. All those people who we called out before the service uh, for healing for Brother Archie, uh, for his strength, for us, uh, Mother Mabel, that she'll have continued strength and all those things. With that, we're going to pray. Uh, for those of you who are watching online and interacting and those that watch later, we drop the questions online. Answer those for us. Be a part of our family. Connect with us online. We're glad to have you. Uh, nothing else, we're going to pray and then we're going to be gone. God, we thank you so much for this time we thank you so much for uh this message god and we pray that it will um lay in our hearts as we study this day in and day out and that you'll get all the glory from it in jesus name uh if this is your first time connecting uh, online robin if you could pull up that screen for them online for the the connect card we made new connect cards for the people online 
uh, they can just click on it. It's a little blue connect card and their QR code. Somebody says, what's a QR code? Don't worry about it. Those those who have cell phones like that, they're, they're used to seeing it. I think it's about the second or third in the easy worship slide, um, but they're probably running across the bottom of the screen now. And we just want that to do to be able to connect with everybody. I'm going to bless you and we're going to go. I declare that you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come and when you go, and that wherever the sole of your foot shall try shall be blessed in the name of Jesus. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise.